Hey there, folks. Welcome to another podcast of Preparing Our Hearts for Worship. I'm Glenn Dawson. And I'm Linda Dawson. And we're looking at a song of Henry Light's called Abide With Me this week. Abide with me. Fast fall the even tides. The darkness deepens, Lord. Abide with me. When our helpers fail and comforts flee, help of the helpless, abide with me swift to its close ebbs out life's little day earth's joys grow dim its glories pass away change and decay and all around I see O thou who changes not abide with me I fear no foe with thee at hand to bless ills have no weight no tears no bitterness where is death's sting? Where grave the victory? I triumph still, if thou abide with me. Hold thou thy cross before my closing eyes. Shine through the gloom and point me to the skies. Heaven's morning breaks and earth's vain shadows flee. In life and death, O Lord, abide with me. Abide with me abide with me abide with me is one of the world's most well-known hymns which is associated with a special occasion and which is sung at funerals or expression of great anguish felt by the writer while also expressing his great faith and hope of heaven this is abide with me the writer henry light was born in 1793 and died in 1847. Henry Light was left an orphan at the age of nine and was taken in by a kind Irish minister named Dr. Robert Boros. Even though Dr. Boros had five children of his own, he took Henry in and paid for his schooling. Henry followed in Dr. Boros' footsteps and attended Trinity College in Dublin, where he won prizes and scholarships for poetry. Henry graduated in 1814 and became an ordained minister of the Church of England. He became a vicar of Fisher Village in Devonshire, England, at an elegant estate named Berryhead. Its coastal views were among the most beautiful on the British Isles. Henry laid out walking trails throughout the estates and wrote most of his sermons, hymns, and poetry while taking these walks. Henry Light overworked himself taking care of the sick and soon had to visit France to regain health. Henry and his wife Anna spent their days caring for the sick and needy every single day and visiting warmer France in the winter. Henry became ill with tuberculosis was not expected to live much longer. Light had become very attached to his congregation and ministry among them. The Sunday before he was due to leave, he delivered his last service, ministering them communion and committing them to the, to the Lord in prayer. The same evening, a home overcome with, at home overcome with grief and anguish over the coming parting, and in search of solace and comfort, he wrote five verses of this hymn. Then before going bre- to bed, he handed them to his daughter, 
and the next day left for Nice. It was barely two months later that he died at the age of 54. He had long suffered from a lung disorder that turned into tuberculosis. At the age of 54, he preached his last sermon with difficulty and planned a therapeutic holiday in Italy, saying, I must put everything in order before I leave, because I have no idea how long I will be away. Before leaving, he took a long walk along the coast in prayer, then retired to his room. An hour later, he emerged with a written copy of Abide With Me. Some say he wrote the poem in that hour. Others say he discovered in the bottom of his desk as he packed for Italy. It is likely that finding sketches of a poem he had previously started, he revised and completed it that evening. Shortly after this, he departed for Italy, and on his travels again revised the hymn, it was apparently on his mind, and, post, and posted it to his wife. He checked into a hotel in Nice on the French Riviera before his lungs gave out and he passed away. Another clergyman, who happened to be staying at the same hotel, had attended him during his final hours, stated that Henry's last words were peace, joy. There is some controversy as to the exact dating of the text to abide with me. An article in the Spectator, October 1925, says that Light composed the hymn in 1820 while visiting a dying friend. It was said that Light was staying with a family in County Wexford and had visited an old friend, William LeHunt, who was dying. As LeHunt sat with the dying man, William kept repeating the phrase, Abide with me. After leaving William's bedside, Light wrote the hymn and gave a copy of it to LeHunt's family. The belief is that when Light felt his own end approaching, 27 years later, at the age of 54, as he had developed tuberculosis. He recalled the lines he had written so many years before in County Wexford. The biblical text for this hymn is Luke 24:29, in which the disciples asked Jesus to abide with them. For it is toward the evening, and the day is spent, Using his friend's more personal passage, Abide With Me, Lyle composed the hymn. His daughter, Anna Higgs, recounts the story of how Abide With Me came out of context. The summer was passing away in the month of September, that month in which he was once more to leave his native land, arrived, and each day seemed to have a special value as being one day nearer his departure. His family were surprised and almost alarmed at his announcing his intention of preaching once more to his people. His weakness and the possible danger attending the effort were urged to prevent it, but in vain. It was better, as he used to say often, playfully, when in com comparative health, to wear out than to rust out. He felt that he should be enabled to fulfill his wish and feared not for the result. His expectation was well-founded. He did preach, and amid the breathless attention of his hearers, gave them a sermon on the Holy Communion. 
in the evening of the same day he placed in the hands of a near and dear relative the little hymn abide with me with an air of his own composing adapted to the words just a week later on november the twentieth eighteen forty seven in nice then the kingdom of sardinia light died the hymn was sung for the very first time at light's funeral special thanksgiving service to mark light's bicentenary were held while he wrote the hymn for the tomb most unusual tune for the hymn is eventide by william henry monk there is some debate as to when it was written some believe that Light wrote it shortly after his final sermon. Light was suffering from tuberculosis and was setting out for a therapeutic holiday in Italy. But others believe that it was written as much as 25 years earlier and forgotten in a drawer until he rediscovered it while packing for the trip. It's quite possible that the real story is a mixture of the two events. Light could have found the piece and reworked it on his way to France. He sent the final version to his wife in Avignon, but unfortunately, they, he never reached Italy, and he succumbed his illness in East, Nice just three weeks later. While it was written with its own tune, today the text is set to the 19th century hymn melody called Eventide, written by the organist William Monk in just ten minutes. As Monk's wife tells it, he didn't even have to sit at the organ to compose this sweet, sweet music. Hand in Hand, Public Domain Review reports, she wrote, We were silently watching the glory of the setting sun, our daily habit, until the golden hue had faded. Then he took paper and penciled the tune which has gone all over the world. Together with Monk's melody, Light's text, rooted in the words of the disciples on the road to Emmaus and their invitation to the risen Christ to break bread with them, has persisted as one of the most popular in the world. Throughout history, people have sung the song when faced with sorrow. It was a popular tune to sing in the trenches of World War I and nurse Edith Cavell is reported to have sung it the night before she was executed by German soldiers for aiding the English. It is played at the commencement of River F.A. Cup Final and was played at the site of Ground Zero just ten days after the attacks of 9-11. The hymn is a prayer for God to remain present with the speaker throughout life, through trails, and through death. The opening line alludes to Luke twenty four twenty nine, Abide with us, for it's toward evening, and the day is far spent. And the second to last verse draws from the text of 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty five, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? When we turn open the pages of our hymn book to find the announced hymn, how often do we notice the name of the writer? Or if we do, just give it a passing glance. Do we ever wonder who they were and why they wrote the hymn? These were real people 
who for a variety of reasons and differing circumstances felt called upon to express their faith and their feelings for God through the medium of hymn, poem, or prayer. In looking more deeply into the writer, we can discover what tremendous blessing and encouragement can be ours through understanding why a particular hymn came to be written. Music and poetry have always been the part of man's means of expressing his worship and relationship with God. In the Christian church, these are hymns of praise and thanksgiving, which uplift the heart, hymns of testimony and witness, proclaiming God's truth, hymns that anticipate heaven and encourage believers to press on whatever the circumstances of life to glory and some hymns which are associated with special occasions like Christmas, Easter, weddings, and funerals. We may think that it is only in today's church that young people complain about outdated and boring hymns. When a teenager Isaac Watts did just that to his father, a leading deacon of the church, he said, All right then, young man, you give us something better. Accepting his father's challenge, he eventually wrote a total of more than 600 hymns. Earning himself the title, Father of Church Hymnory, among those remembered today are joys of the world, and when I survey the wondrous cross, I wonder what the elders of the church thought when these modern hymns were first introduced into their services. If you look through a hymn book, you will find others. Little would he know of the legacy left behind him, a ministry completed and a hymn which has strengthened and consoled countless members of people throughout the years and will no doubt continue to do so. How wonderful to know that whatever our feelings are, concerns and worries, we can take them as well as our praise and thanksgiving and pour them out and share them before our loving, compassionate God. For he loves us so much that he gave his most precious gift, his Son, that in professing Jesus as Lord and Savior, we might share eternity with him. Abide with me is the Christian hymn with origins in Scotland and England. The 19th century work has had multiple uses and has been adored by kings and politicians alike. Said to be a favorite of King George V, the music was performed at his funeral and was later sung at his great-granddaughter, Queen Elizabeth II's wedding. While Light wrote music to accompany his words, which his biographer describes as a dull tune, the melody most associated with the hymn was written 14 years after the lyrics. Eventide was put to Light's lyrics after Monk was appointed the musical editor of Hymns, Ancient and Modern, a collection of 273 hymns published in the 1860s. The volume containing the new Abide With Me became one of the best-selling hymn books ever produced. The title of the hymn is taken from Luke 24:29, when those who walked with Christ on the road to Emesis said, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. The hymn was sung for the first time at his funeral and has been sung in Christian homes, 
churches, and at countless funerals ever since. May it be a comfort to you as you think on the richness of its lyrics and on he who abides with us even in our darkest hours. The spirit of the walk of Christ with the disciples to Eminus at eventide is reproduced in the hymn Abide With Me. This has been sung at the close of many a day and indeed of many Christian life. As believers have uttered it as a prayer for the presence of Christ. It was composed one Sabbath evening, 1847, out of a deep sadness that had settled down upon its author, the Reverend Henry Light. He had conducted his last communion service that day at the close of a pastorate of 24 years at Brixham, England. A fatal illness had already seized him, and he was about to leave England to prolong his life if possible in the South. Toward the evening, he walked down his garden path to the seaside and there thought out the imagery and many lines of his famous hymns. Into this, he has woven a sense of change and helplessness that one must feel with the presence of death and also the trustful obedience upon Jesus Christ the help of the helpless, which every true Christian must feel at the solemn hour. Returning to his home, he brought out the hymn, perfecting its lines and giving it to the Christian world, one of the tenderest prayer hymns. He left at once for the south of France. Soon after his arrival in Nice, his strength failed him and whispering the words, Peace, Joy, while he was pointing his hand Heaven ward, he died. Heaven's morning breaks and earth's vain shadows flee. In life, in death, O Lord, abide with me. Many man who has labored in obscure places, practically unnoticed and unpraised by his own generation, has achieved a fame after his death that grows in magnitude with the passing years. E. E. Ryden says of Henry, Fice, Henry France Light, author of Vide With Me, in his book, The Story of Hymns. He was called to his bedside to offer solace and comfort. There he discovered that both he and his dying friend had little to offer by way of consolation. Through prayerful scripture, uh, search of the scriptures, they both came to a firmer faith in Christ. As stated later by Light, I was greatly affected by the whole matter and brought to look at life and its issues with a different eye than before, and I began to study my Bible and preach it in another manner than I had previously done. A memorial service was held in Brixham, and it was on this occasion that Abide With Me was first sung. A little cross marks his grave in the English cemetery at Nice, where he's buried. And many visit his grave, telling stories of how the hymn had brought them to faith. According to some sources, Light had written a tune of his own for the text, 
but it never came into use. William Monk, who was attending a hymnal committee meeting, saw Light's text and, realizing it did not have a tune, sat down at the piano and composed Even Tide in ten minutes. The tune has been associated with Abide With Me to this day. However, in 1847, Light wrote a letter to his daughter Julia where he referred to the hymn as my latest infusion. There's no clear evidence on when he actually wrote the hymn. According to Raymond Glover, editor of the Companion to Hymnal 1982, Light probably wrote the hymn in 1820 and recalled the hymn during the illness that led to his death in 1847. The hymn is based on Luke 24:29, part of a post-resurrection narrative telling the story of Amos, but they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is forspent, and he went in to tarry with them. Hymnologist J.R. Watson notes, Light's genius takes the quotation and turns it into a metaphor of human life in all of its brevity. At the same time, by changing abide with us to abide with me. He deeps in the feeling by making it speak to the individual in prayer and medita meditation. It is perhaps the personal intensity of the text, the use of the metaphor of evening and the closing line, in life and death, O Lord, abide with me, that makes this hymn a favorite at funerals. A focus on death and the corresponding transience of life is a characteristic of Victorian hymns. John Bell, troubadour of Scotland, Iona community, and liturgical reformer, traces some of the complacency of the church over the years and its inability to change to theology <clears throat> embedded in the third stanza change and decay all around I see. The text to abide with me fast falls the even tide first appeared in the famous hymns ancient and modern but it may be the hymn tune even tide by William Monk the musical editor of the hymnal that has assured its continuous use. I find it encouraging that most hymns don't have extraordinary stories behind him because much like the writers of the song most of the people singing them are ordinary people many songs that have stood the test of time are not so much because of the writer but because of the song itself these songs point us to god and help us to understand his word and they enable us to lament or praise or pray abide with me is one such song it's over 150 years and has been sung in countless churches and marches, funerals, and weddings. The lyrics remind us that in a relationship with God, He abides with us, even or perhaps especially in our darkest hours. They point out the beautiful realities that we discover while abiding or remaining in God. God is our helper, our guide, our friend, and our comforter. He is unchanging, kind, good, healing, present, and gracious. 
God desires a relationship with us. It's strange that in this unsure time of trouble and turmoil, we suddenly seek out his favor to get us through his calamity. It's plain to see that the writer of this song and so many of us that sang it want the help of God when we realize that we can't handle something on our own. God wants us to call on him when we are in trouble, no doubt, but he would rather that we realize that we need him in all things and in all times. He tells us to pray without ceasing. He tells us to call upon him and he will show us great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Then Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. Second Corinthians 6 says, For you are the temple of God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. And then he said, And now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God and to walk in all his ways and to love him? Serve the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. You shall walk in all your ways which the Lord your God has commanded you that you may live and that it may be well with you and that you may prolong your days in the land which you shall possess. But this, is, but this is what I commanded you, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you shall be my people. God wants us in our daily walk. When we are disobedient and we don't acknowledge him in all our ways, we have put something between ourselves and God. God doesn't disown us because we are his, bought with the blood of Christ. But he is not pleased with us. It drives a wedge in our fellowship with God. When we realize this, repent and confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. Because of the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, our fellowship is restored. God wants us to live in this fellowship continually with him. God wants us to abide with him continually. We are his creation, and he is our loving master. Now, Glenn, play Abide With Me on the alto saxophone for us. Sure, but first let me ask this question. Do you have a relationship with Jesus? Have you made the wonderful discovery of knowing Jesus Christ in your life? What we do in this life is so important. None of us has kept all the commandments in our life. We're all sinners. We're all going to die and stand before God. Have you thought about this? Has the Holy Spirit reminded you of the sin in your life? Have you asked your loving God to forgive you of the sin? Would you trust Him today for your eternal salvation? Will you depend on Him to save you this day? What you decide will determine where you to spend in heaven or hell forever. Thank you. 
absolutely love it when you visit with us on our podcast. It's always so good to hear from old friends and new friends, too. We enjoy sharing stories and history about the old-time hymns, the authors and events related to the writing of their songs. We hope you have been informed and thoroughly enjoyed yourselves. Our music has been distributed to many places on the web, and you can hear it absolutely free by searching the web for the music of Glenn Dawson. It's our gift to you, our friends. Now go over to YouTube and search for us. When you get there, punch the like button and subscribe button. To partner with YouTube, we need 4,000 watch hours in a year and 1,000 subscribers. You could help us get there and we'd appreciate that so much. This will help us get our channel going. Our program is part of the Glenn Dawson Evangelistic Association and we're 100% nonprofit organization dedicated to sharing Jesus with everyone. We enjoy hearing from you and you can write us on the platform you're hearing us on right now or you can go over to our webpage at glendawsonea.com. That's G-L-E-N-N-D-A-W-S-O-N-E-A dot C-O-M. We look forward to seeing you again next week on Preparing Our Hearts for Worship. God God be be with with you. you. Goodbye Goodbye for now. now.